Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. When my soul is in a dump, I rehearse everything I know of you, from Jordan Depths to Herman Heights, including Mount Mazar. Everybody see the recording is up? Yes. All righty. Hey, sis, welcome back to Balance Her. As promised, we are talking about generational curses today and just overcoming those curses, healing, and what forgiveness looks like when you are walking this walk. Um, as we discussed in the last episode, we talked about Daniel uh, Tache's uh, book, God Locked Out, and um, how just from the beginning, the different things that she experienced uh, in her childhood and growing up. And I actually truly believe that a lot of what she experienced is because of things, of course, that happened to her mother, which made her mother the way she was, and then her mother and prior to that. And this is what we call generational curses. And um, I was reading in Galatians and we don't often talk about, I notice or recognize, we just talk about the fact that there are generational curses, but we don't often talk about where those generational curses can stem from. We're paying for the sins of our father's father's fathers. And we don't even know it. It's, that's a lot of the reason like, we're born into sin and we are born into what our parents and the generations after us did as well. And we continue that onto our own kids based on what we're doing. And that is how generational curses get broken is when you are the one that that, that makes that whether it's by choice or by being chosen. Because <laughs> sometimes I feel like mine was both. Mine was and it was almost like mine was like, you ain't got no choice. You you gonna you are chosen to break this curse. Period. <laughs> it's, it's all you did. And I sometimes that can be so overwhelming when you realize and recognize. Wait a minute, it's me. I'm the one <laughs> that's having to do this, and it's like a lot on your shoulders. But when I think about the beauty of what breaking generational curses for my kids and my grandkids and my great kids will change for their life is amazing to me. And so I kind of want to talk about that and maybe what what the initial ways are to begin breaking those generational curses. And I, I think one of, one of the main ways is A, awareness that it is one that has projected on your family. And then be just going in prayer about it from a perspective of your part, as well as praying for forgiveness for whatever sins that occurred prior to you in your generation. Because what we fail to realize is that every generation before you may not have had a relationship with Christ. Just because your mama did, I mean, your grandmother did, I mean, your great grandmother did right. prior to that. They, that person could have just developed it. But in the meantime, in between time, nobody thought to pray about those curses being broken or to pray for the sins of their fathers. And so I think that that's something that we have to realize to do too. So for me, those were two of the steps that I recognized that I did within myself without necessarily knowing I was doing those steps. They kind of just organically happened. 
But in looking back over my life and, and putting it in perspective, those were the steps that were taken. And then, of course, that process of healing. So from you guys, you know, what is your aspect or, or what is your perspective on generational curses? For me, I, I can say because no one prior to me had a relationship with God. So that was number uno that I had to figure out. Um, but in my personal process, forgiveness actually came last, which is because I didn't have a relationship. So I that was on the back burner. Um, self-awareness is key. Um, you know, a lot, I hear this all the time. Well, my mama was like this. My grandma was like this. So this is why I'm like this. This is why I have an attitude. This is why I pop off. This is why, um, I choose men. Um, that's just because they might've done it. Doesn't mean that you have to do it. And that self-awareness, like, you know what? Uh, you know, that, that, that personality trait, that's not healthy. Like, Right. Screaming at everybody is not healthy. Out, girl. No, it's not. I give me a headache. People in the back. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> especially, you know, and it's it's a it's a thing in the Latin culture where, oh, you know, you feisty, you're supposed to yell. That's that's not healthy. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and and striving just to be a woman who just pops out babies is not healthy. Yeah. So I had to one, be self-aware. And then I had to decide differently. I had to say, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what they did before me. This is all they could do. Let me choose differently now. And when you start to, it's like that muscle, like when you choose different, it just starts to get stronger. Well, okay. I could, I could eat this. My thing was I started with like my body and health. Cause that wasn't something that was taught. Start small. I didn't, I wasn't coming out the woodworks like, oh, I'm going to break self-esteem and, and contentment and, and just yeah. being silent. I did things that were tangible. Go to the gym. Eat yeah. better. Choose different friends. Yeah. And it <laughs> multiplies itself. I agree with everything that has said, um, that's already been said. I also looked in Galatians, so it was interesting that you said Galatians, um, but Galatians 3 and 13, it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So any type of curse that our, any other generations has before us, like even Adam and Eve, like the initial thing that, that happened in the garden, like that was a curse that happened. So you have to think about how far it goes back. It can be past your great, great grandmother, but it can be generations back where they have denied God or, um, they didn't acknowledge God as the one true God or anything. It could have been anything. So just acknowledging that and then asking God for forgiveness and then educating yourself. Like that has been a number one thing that has helped me um, to just be where I am in my life. But just education, um, asking for resources if I don't have them. So seeking out people who have resources that I don't have. So if I um, don't feel like I've seen a successful marriage or I've seen a lot of divorce or things like that in my generation, okay, how can I do better? So, okay, one thing is I know when I get married, I want to go to counseling. I want to do this. Like, I want to have people involved in uh, my decision-making and not just making decisions by myself. So, of course, having God involved, but other trusted people that I feel like would help me make good decisions. And that's something that I wouldn't have done before, but that's something that I've set in place now. And also I think about financially is another aspect of like a generational curse. Like you 
keep seeing people like we don't have anything prepared. Somebody died, go fund me. And I was just like, my family will not do a go fund me if something happens to me. Like just being prepared for anything, like having adequate insurance or anything like that. And also, I just think about how the Bible says, like, you should be leaving an inheritance for your children's children. So that's two generations down. So how can I now prepare something for somebody else? So whether that's in my business or um, just leaving resources in history. Like I think about for me, I'm trying to um, I've been working on my family's um, family tree. Like I want that to start with me of. Okay, I may not know everything, but I'm going to go back as far as I can just so that my children, my nieces, my nephews, my sisters, we can have something to at least establish a foundation. And so it has to start with somebody in the family. And I'm like, if that has to be me, good. But I have other sisters that are doing things as well. But just you just have to change. It's like a, a, a light switch flipping on. It's like being okay. Something needs to be done differently or else we're going to keep going down the same path. And that's insanity. So what can I do differently to have something set up for my family or emotionally? So we're not going through the same trauma as before. So for me, I have a counselor. I have a therapist. And I I tell people all the time, like, I'm an advocate for therapy. Even if you don't feel like, even if you feel like you're doing good, she's like my life coach now. So she's just like turning me on like, oh, that's a great business idea. You should do this and that. but. I'm like, I will not bring any generational curses to my children, my children's children. Like, it breaks with me, but you have to be willing to set that standard and say, okay, this is it. I'm going to change the, like, the future of my kids and my family. So, so right. And, you know, like, making that decision requires you to go through a healing process. And because... If you are at a point where you recognize that you have to break these curses, you have or you have already experienced a lot. I'm sure. Um, if you, if your story is anything like mine, Alexis, any of your stories, um, you have had to experience some things that get you to that level or that point of, okay, something's wrong, and I something needs to be changed within our family. And I think that this this is where a lot of people get stuck. They may become aware of it somewhat, but they don't walk through their healing process or you think that you're healed. And so I use myself as, a, as an example. I think my the first step, yes, I became aware. I, I had some insecurities. I had some trauma that I need to overcome. And I was making a lot of decisions based on the trauma that happened to me, um, based on female relationships I had. I don't. I don't I don't trust women like that. And so that's something that I recognize within myself. But after the recognition, you kind of start going through the steps. And at that point, it's like you get a block. There's like a little bit of a block. And I think that that's kind of where one having a counselor kind of helps you overcome that block that you kind of get to that you can't get past by yourself. Um, But also, the, the ultimate counselor having that those talks with Jesus with Christ in prayer and he kind of he will help you get past that block of okay because it's something about in your healing process that it's like for for me when the enemy starts to come in with guilt shame and you 
you're aware I need to heal, but then you start to project, but it was my fault that these things happened to me. I'm aware they happened, but I must have did something to cause them to happen, especially when you've gone through so many different things. And then I think you finally get to that level of true freedom of not only forgiveness in them, but forgiveness within yourself. And like, I'm really free in Christ indeed. Like I, I am free of this and I can truly move forward and I can truly move past what has happened to me. And I can move past enough that I can create new generational healthy traditions for me and my family moving forward. Um, and so I think that's what a lot of people need, need help with. And, and a lot of those steps are, of course, it all kind of ties back into keeping your salvation um, walk intact with Christ because if you're talking to him daily, if you're in his word daily and understanding that prayer doesn't have to mean that you sit in a corner and pray for 45, 50 minutes with a candle lit. Sometimes it prayer, I talk to Jesus all day, all day long, all day. That's being in fellowship with him. Uh, every, every time you think about something, you know, well, wait a minute, let me talk to God about that. Even those little things that you, that you think are little, they're major even to him. And so I think that that's part of your healing process and understanding that you have to really keep that fellowship so you can really, truly, deeply within all the way through the depths of your soul be healed so that you can have healthy relationships moving forward so that you don't, like Alexis says, have to yell every time someone is trying to have a conversation with you or provide feedback to you. and Lose that envy and jealousy because that comes... I, I truly understand now that that really comes from hurt and things you've experienced in the past. It's not even about you, the person that they're jealous of. It's about what they're going through inter- internally. I think absolutely. something that I did or came to me this week, I don't know where, you know, that's just what the Holy Spirit does is drops bombs on you. I think a lot of time with that block that you were mentioning it, it does, you have to forgive yourself. And the way I did it was speaking life about my past. A lot of times we sit here and like, oh my gosh, I wasted time. I gave my best years. Yeah. I, um, we speak death to it, but if there's, you got to speak life because you actually learn something. Yes. Yeah. And without your past, yeah. you wouldn't be who you are. Right. But if we keep sitting here saying, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did that. I, I wasted my time. I, my life is over. I mean, we say all these things. And it's like, you know what? No. Because the Bible, that's all historical stuff. Without that, we would have no idea what to do. Right. right. <laughs> so the past is beautiful. Yeah, it might have hurt. It might have just, you might have laughed at yourself after the fact. Like, wow, I can't believe I did that. But the only time it's a waste is when you literally keep doing the same thing over and over. That's when it's a waste. That's when it's a waste. We can learn from it. What helped like for practical steps was that um I feel like I had already forgiven everybody else. Like went through that process that like Alexis like you just mentioned forgiving yourself. And so what does that actually look like? And so for me I had to sit down and write myself a letter. So I sat down one day in my closet because that's where I do all my journaling on the floor, on my in my closet. That's where I talk to God. 
And I just wrote a letter to myself, like, Halloween, dear Dorincia, like, please forgive me. Like, I forgive you for the past choices that you've made for yourself that were not good for you or for any male that you allowed in your life that didn't deserve you or for not believing in yourself, like, uh, for, for uh, not believing who God said you were. Just little things that you didn't even realize that, that was the last person that I needed to forgive. And I was just like, after I did that, it was so such a freeing moment because I just like boo-hooed the whole time I was writing it. But I didn't realize I was upset at myself because I was like, why did I even let that person talk to me? Or why did I let that go on for so long? Or like you said, mentioned, I lost so many years of my life, but just realizing that was all part of my story. And it's still a beautiful part of my story that God is able use to help somebody else so that was just like one practical example that I I um, used personally to help me with my healing was just to write a letter to myself and then I still have it so I'm gonna I'm keep it I think that's amazing and I think that's a great spot for us to actually end this episode with this assignment to you all so if you're struggling with forgiveness if you have recognized that you are the person that it has been chosen to break these generational curses and it may be heavy for you. Write that letter to yourself. Forgive yourself. Write things that you want to break off your family in that letter. Mm-hmm. Recognize and put it all together and, and, and give it over to Christ. And I actually want to pray for everyone listening. This can be hard when you realize like it's me. and the attacks are stronger. It feels isolating. You feel like you're alone in it. And you're not. It's so many people that are in the same place you're in, in the same position, uh, because God has has, to, has called an army, disciple, and passed out his word and to change. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now for each and every listener that has crossed our path, Father God. We pray that you allow them to forgive themselves, oh, Father God. We pray that you give them the strength to continue this walk as they break generational curses off their family, Father God. Give them the steps, Father God, and allow them to have people in their lives that inspire change within them and within the people around them, Father God. Open up their eyes of understanding to know that though they may be going through a rough and very hard time, Father God, that what they are going through will not be in vain and it will help to... It will help them to help the people that are coming after them, Father God. And we just thank you so much for that. We thank you for the new children that are being birthed in these new generations, that they will follow you more, Father God, that their relationships will be closer in their walk with you, and they will not allow the world to change who they are, Father God. We pray for my kids and Alexis and Ren's future kids, Father God, that we have set examples for them to be. Uh, great people in the society for you, Father God, that they put you first and foremost above any and all else, God. And we pray that for every listener that is listening right now, that their walk with you gets closer, that their understanding of you gets closer, and that most importantly, that the love from you is projected within their heart and in the depths of their soul. And we thank you and we praise you and we love you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to visit womenwithbalance.org to join our community. 
Connect with me on social media at Women With Balance. And again, if you love the show, please leave a rating, subscribe, and share so I can keep these episodes coming. Until next week, sis, God, love, and balance.